Good evening, hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of the podcast with me, Ian. And me, Ailey. And we join you after a very positive weekend. I think this is the first podcast where we've got some positive four-pointer weekend uh, news. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty high as a kite, I think, at the moment. It's been an entertaining weekend we're just off the back of. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, we're pretty buzzing. Yep, I'm also buzzing that I've seen uh, my second win at home of the season. I think of the <laughs> four or five wins at home, I think we've talked about this before, I've been MIA for half of them. So, yeah, yeah. happy days. Missing in action. Missing in action, yeah. So we've broke the curse there. We've got some wins. We're pretty buzzing. We'll get into those matches later, but let's, let's crack into some news. Yep. The first one that happened a while ago, it feels like now, is Peacock becoming the captain. So he's replacing Machuwa as the captain. So I think alongside him is Jones and Dunbar and McParland as the assistants of the A's. The A's, yep. I think Jones had the A already. When when was that announced? (laughs) Back in the Malcolm Cameron era and also Laporte and... Probably somebody else has left. I don't know. I can't remember now. Uh, so yeah, it's obviously staying with Jones and then Dunbar and McParland are stepping up as well. So yeah, I think that'd be quite positive. I think obviously the big one, the one we've been waiting for, what feels like months, if not, it feels like years, is the two new signings. <laughs> so we've finally got some D-men in. For me, I feel like it's going to really help us push forward and hopefully give us a boost into the set this kind of second half of the season and really help us get at least to that eighth playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but hopefully with these new bodies coming in, it'll allow the rest of the guys to step up a bit and not play, you know, 25, 30 minutes every night. Yeah, I think I saw the kind of average minutes for Jones and McLean maybe. And it was, yeah, kind of like, like you said, 28, 29, 30 minutes a night, which is not sustainable. So yeah, It's definitely not sustainable that. And I think... Well, we're obviously not Belfast Giants. Have you seen what they, they've basically signed a new team by the looks of it? I know. Um, getting rid of players, bringing folk in, promoting folk from the lower leagues. But anyway, so we've signed these two new players, Jeff Solo, I think is how you say his name, and Nicholas Tickenen. Tickenen. Yeah, so Tickenen, I don't know if that's how you say his name. Sorry, sorry, Nicholas. He's a Finnish D man, most recently played in Denmark with Herlev Eagles. And Solo joins from, I'm guessing this is Worcester, like as in the same of the sauce. But I feel like I have an American say Worcester. So either, either. Uh, Railers of the ECHL, uh, an affiliate of the New York Islanders. Hmm. Incidentally, we also kind of figured out that, well, at least Solo was sitting beside us uh, in the recluse, the, the famous recluse section at the Dundee game. We didn't notice this because from his pictures it released he had like a little kind of quippy thing going on, but he had a, a, a nice warrior hat, so we did think, this guy's a hockey player, like when he, when he came up the stairs, we had no idea who he was I just assumed he was like a Dundee Stars guy because I did recognise him but lo and behold it's one of our own. Yeah, so he kind of had that stereotypical kind of like big black trench coat jacket on. Yeah, beanie hat. The suit, I think, underneath it, quite smart. But where it gets topped off, where you get tipped off to being a hockey player is 
when they wear a warrior hat. A warrior hat. I mean, you're saying what tipped you off that he was a hockey player was his warrior hat. What tipped me off was that he was wearing some very, very stripy socks uh, that were very evident, which I feel like anytime you see the guys come on during like auctions when they're all kind of sitting booted, they've always got some unusual sock wear <laughs> going on. So I've thought, never noticed it, but must you'll be You'll notice it now. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're still waiting for them to have a start. I think they kind of... Uh, line is that they've not got their their visas as of yet, so hopefully they've got them fast tracked. Get get Sula Braverman on the phone. Get a wee get a wee fast track through for us, please. Uh, so yeah, kind of eagerly, kind of anticipating uh, when they're going to be in the starting lineup. We're really just hope- we know they were under pressure to announce these signings because you know it's been mentioned in the interview with uh, Neil Black. Um, to be fair, were we expecting these signings so soon? Because if memory serves me, it was only like a few days before we are. Dyson was saying that effectively nobody really wanted to come to us at that point. But it's great to have them in. Obviously the concern is I hope they blink and get their visas and um, don't have to get sent packing back or whatever. Was that not something that happened at Fife? I, I was going to say hashtag Fife. I think it, the guy just came over and he didn't have a visa or something. Did he have to go away? I don't know. There was something dodgy going on. Yeah, so fingers crossed these guys can get playing. I saw actually one of the tweets today, they were in training, so fingers crossed that bodes well for the weekend's matches, because um, we have the, the next matches, you know, potentially one of the more winnable ties that we've got upcoming, but we'll get to that later. The next update is uh, they've got Pride jerseys coming up for one of their matches. In fact, the most upcoming match against Northern Panthers, so they're going to have a Pride jersey auction. What I've seen online is quite a common theme with the clan is they do these limited edition jerseys, but they only go to auction, which then limits kind of who can buy them because they mainly all go for like, what? Gosh, these days it's like, what, 800, 900 pounds, I feel. Yeah, so they go for big bucks, whereas I think what a lot of folk want is them to go cheap or not cheap but like a reasonable price like you want to show your support to the kind of LGBTQ plus community but I don't have like 500 900 pounds worth of support unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah I I think though the the club must make more money I can't remember if it was after Halloween or St Andrew's Day they kind of announced how much they'd made from the jersey auction and it was about like 1200 Thirteen hundred pounds or something like that, which I don't know if they necessarily get that at a turn if they were just uh, selling replicas. So, yeah, so it's probably more kind of yeah. Yeah, so would you mean twelve thousand, thirteen thousand? Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. Maths isn't my strong suit. That's the one. Where's the money going? <laughs> yeah, so the Jer- the Jersey auction is going to be after the Panthers game. It's raising money for Ty, which is a LGBTQ plus charity that provides educational resources on homophobia to schools. So yeah, good cause. Good. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of other clubs announce like their kind of version of the jerseys and they have the same make of shirts and they're able to do replicas so I guess can we get some of these sold just for the regular Joe Smo? It was confirmed last week I think that Pete Russell was signed uh, for another team um, he's going to be head coach which I liked in uh, the kind of announcement I'd seen on Twitter about this it had the German for head coach which is chef coach 
I like that. Uh, for, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Ravensburg Tower Stars, um, who he was previously kind of coaching back in the spring of 2022. So he's going back for a second stint. So even though Neil Black has, in his previous interview, like we said, kind of shut down any Peter Soule, uh rumours, hopes, dreams, I think a lot of people were still kind of hoping that there was a possibility that he could come to the clan. Uh, but obviously that has now been kiboshed. Denied. Denied. So yeah, good good luck to you, Pete. Uh, one of the other things that was kind of a popular topic for discussion was a post on Callie's blog, which was by one of the sponsors, Mark Christie. It was titled A Post of Future for the Clan. And it was a detailed post going into a whole load of kind of different things that I guess the clan could do better um, in the future. I think obviously kind of, I think the main point that was there was probably a change of ownership is the thing that's going to spur that on. But there was a few different things that I took from it in terms of, there's loads of good ideas there. And you could tell this Mark guy obviously seems like a very good uh, businessman from some of these like endeavours, but it's getting lo- all these folk to Glasgow for Microsoft conferences. I think we've seen them in the Purple Army Forum, like kind of doing a lot of nice stuff. Um, but looking at some of the articles, I don't know what you took from it, but there was definitely a few things where there was one I did chuckle at, which I think I said at the time was when, you know, the whole controversial signing, I know we've moved on, but when that controversial signing happened, that, you know, that was probably the time where they should have got like a disaster PR company in to kind of like maybe try and sh- make it a bit more ship shape mm-hmm. or do a maybe more appropriate response. I did laugh at that comment because I, I had the same thoughts you'd think given how the South is going, even just some sort of PR team would have done us a bit of a turn. Yeah, help us put a statement out rather than radio silence. Yeah, and I think one of the ones that really stuck out to me, and I know it's like really small in the grand scheme of things, despite talking about different ownership structures and all that kind of stuff, was the moving the staff from like the, the box above where the um, like the Zamboni comes out from and making that into some sort of like hospitality suite. See, now think about it, that seems like a genius idea because... That's that's a proper hospitality suite in the grand scheme of things. When you go to hospitality, you're kind of expecting, you know, like at the football for most of these things, it's a glass box that you can kind of look out from at most events that I've kind of seen that happen at. I mean, unfortunately, I've not really been to many of them in that capacity, but I'd imagine it'd be a good uh, kind of moneymaker, or, or I guess you'd make you f- feel like you're getting value for money, because I know that definitely some place I've worked at, there's definitely a market for this kind of thing. I'm just not sure from what I've seen. I've obviously not been in one at the clan, but I've not seen anything that suggested offering something that's a bit, it's a wow factor there. It seems good, but could be better. And that seems like a, that seemed to me, that seemed like a great, great kind of position that if they could try and do that, but I guess that means relocating staff. I don't know. Was there anything else you took from the blog? Yeah. I th- I- I think another thing that Mark was talking about, um, and I don't think we're necessarily in a place where we can uh, probably afford a Jumbotron right now, but having some sort of screen where we can show content. Um, I think we bought the live stream for like a Steelers game, potentially. And they have little kind of like interviews and uh, Pictionary or something like that. Like, what is this hockey player drawing? Um, Just something a little bit more kind of, like I said, interactive that can kind of get get shown um, both on you know clan social media and also kind of during intervals uh, so yeah I think that would be a good idea what I liked in his article was that he said we need a big F off screen and then he said something along the lines of even if we can copy was it like Dundee's Dundee yeah. Dundee's 
fire stick and a projector. That'll do. I quite liked that. I quite liked his humour there. I thought I found that quite funny. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that, we also had the back the bid poll. So this was actually, what, maybe a week ago and it came out at a bit of a random time. It was kind of in that period where Neil Black had came out with his statement. The guys had said, we're still working towards it. Then maybe maybe a week after they came out with that poll. And I think the option is basically asking, would you still renew your season ticket if there was a new owner, no new owner, or are you just going to renew it anyway? I think for me, the ownership is a big deal. But I think one of the, maybe potentially for me, the bigger deal is the pricing. Yeah. I think we saw during the whole fiasco, kind of back when Clan did a kind of double down effort where they managed to somehow think they could increase prices during all of that. They kind of maybe leaked their manifesto for maybe even that season or going into next season where they were kind of cutting out some of the bronze stands and maybe putting some prices up. Mm-hmm. I think for me, obviously the ownership would be great and I'd like to see it move forward in that regard. But I do think for me, it's probably going to be the, the price proposition because I don't think I get everything's going up in price, but there's a certain point where, you know, if the quality is going to be like what it has been or or some of the in- incidents that have happened, if they're just going to get repeated, then it does feel like you can see a lot of people that might just start going, I'll just pick and choose the games I go to. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, it's not cheap to go to a game anymore. Like, what, what's the hockey hotbox is like, what, £6? Compared to, like, we talked about Fife, you know, you can get chips for, like, £3 or something like that. You get your bag searched every time now, so I'm having to, if clan security here, that's no, you didn't, I'm having to think of inventive ways to smuggle stuff in every time. So... <laughs> You know, it's not yeah, it's not a cheap night out anymore. I mean, sorry, Ellie's made that out as if it's some, <laughs> as if it's some sort of like uh, somewhere the sun don't shine. Yeah, the, yeah. like a narcotics bust, uh, the cartel. I won't tell you. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I mean, I, I used to always think the cinema was really expensive to go to for like a night out, but it's cheaper for a, a family of four going down the sunny world than going to a clan game and you want to offer that as an alternative for like your Saturday night entertainment don't you? I think that's um, the bit that we find hard to reconcile when we went to the Fife Away match for the same price as your kind of hockey hotbox you could almost get a meal and a drink not exactly but you're pretty close to it and maybe the quality might not be have has been as good but that's the bit where it is quite a dear night out and I think all these things added together I, I generally don't think they could put the prices up anymore before people just stop buying it. They're that close to the limit yeah. with a lot of things. Now, in terms of alcohol, that was a big outrage. Now, having, as you'll see in our upcoming podcast, we end up spending a fortune in alcohol in another arena, I mean, in a different continent. So it made the clan look an absolute bargain. But I do think for me, whilst I appreciate the sentiment they're getting at, are you going to ruin it with new owners and all that kind of stuff? I guess for me, it's probably actually more to do with what the value proposition is going to be. Uh-huh. Because it is expensive. It's, I, I meant to look up before we, we recorded this, but I'm sure it was in excess of £850 for the pair of us, mm-hmm. plus buying like the four or the four pack of clan or whatever it was for the Challenge Cup, which um, we didn't get a single point on, I don't think. So, you know, before you know it, it's probably closer to £1,000 yeah. for us to have won, what, like five matches in 36. I, 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 we really enjoy it so we don't want to sound too doom and gloom like I think we probably almost fall into the camp of probably renew regardless but of the ownership but we do really enjoy it and that's probably because we're new and not maybe went and seen 
has to repeat itself or not had to deal with you know the Neil Black or whoever these other folk are for a long period of time. But I do think for us, the, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what the prices do. What the, there's a whole load of things. I think that question, whilst it's quite narrow in questions, there's quite a lot more to it. What's Who's going to own it? Who's going to be the manager? Who's getting the team? I think seriously for us, whilst I say we probably knew anyway, I think we'd probably want to see a lot of these things, the answers before we do. I don't think we'd be sitting going, season's done. Here's my renewal form. Yeah. I'd also, just when you're talking about the kind of the value proposition as well, I'd be intrigued to see with, you know, the season ticket, what's included in that. So obviously we spoke about, I think, probably way back when other teams, I want to say Dundee, who were offering the Challenge Cup games as for their season ticket holders. There's other teams, I think, that if you can't attend a game, you can watch a free kind of live stream of their... Uh, the stream of their game, whereas obviously for a clan you've got to pay for it. Um, so I'd be intrigued to see kind of what what the actual offering is for next season. Yeah, I agree. I think some of the stuff. I think I'm not going to bash the clan too much. I do think they do quite a lot of good things. They bring our buddies. We've utilised both times. The escape of the clan. Hopefully, we'll start to utilise. Ailey just looked across the room nervously when I mentioned that. Um, So hopefully for us, for us, a lot of these things have been good and all the different kind of themed nights and stuff like that. But yeah, I think for me, that question, I mean, I guess our answer probably is renew regardless of owner potentially. But I think for us, it's actually probably going to be more down to the money side of things and how it's going to shape up. But the last bit of news we have is the Dyson Stevenson interviews. The reason I've put that in is because, as I think every clan fan that's been following it has seen, he's been doing some really passionate interviews and, you know, really comes across like he's put his heart on his sleeve and, like, really going for it. And I think, I don't think there's anyone out there that's a clan fan that's not got anything other than admiration for him at this point. He's been put in a tricky spot and hopefully at the start of the turn, the turn of a uh, good tide. Yeah. I'm going to put a request in for some Dyson Uncensored interviews because I can't remember what game it was. It was, oh, I can't even remember who it was, but we were playing somebody at home and do you remember we got a lot of dodgy referee calls? Yeah. And usually I think the, the interviews come out, they're not like edited or anything. It's just Craig asking the questions, but there was a little cut here and I thought, Dyson's, Dyson's lost it. So yeah. I, I want the, the, the full unfiltered, uncensored Dyson interviews. Yeah, so I think that's what we'd like to see, unfiltered Dyson. Now, there, there's a thing, like, if we're just in general talking about other value propositions, when you look at some of the other teams, like, I think there'd be some great value in kind of behind-the-scenes film footage and all that kind of stuff. Like, I know it's not ideal when you're not in a great winning streak. Not everyone's going to be, not everybody's going to be bursting to go in front of the camera. But to be fair to Dyson, he's been standing in front and really putting a brave face on it. And he's not been, not to use French, but he's not really been BSing us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been kind of kind of seeing it how it is, and I think he's done really well. And with what we've got so far, um, it seems like he's managed to get some good performances, even though we've maybe not got the results. It's just these guys are running low, so hopefully these two new signings will help us turn it around. But for me, Dyson, he's got a thumbs up from me so far. I think he's been doing really well. I think I've seen chats on would you take him as manager next season? I think for me, it's a difficult one. I think he's doing a good job, and I think if he can get us up the ranks I think he could be a, cho- a choice for head head coach I'd definitely take him back as a player no questions asked yeah. 100% um, but I think there's maybe a few things to be proven one of the things that I was a wee bit concerned about is that you know the length of time to get these signings in for all we know that could be Neil Black holding things back but we knew Jake Bolton's injury cover 
And that was way back in like November, maybe before then. So we must have known with that's taken us what maybe two months to get two D men in. My concern is: is he going to have? Is that just a situation where nobody wants generally wants to come to us, or is that is it going to be a struggle to recruit even a full team? Because you know how a lot of these experienced coaches tend to have these people that can just pull in. But it might be that he does have these people, and it's just an awkward time to actually try and recruit yeah. them midway through the season. I think I don't know. I think it's a bit too early to judge. I'd be, I'm intrigued to see now we're getting more bodies in. You know what what the performance is like, and to be fair to Dyson, the people that ha, ha, have been brought in under him, like I said, Bolton, McLean, they've been good signings. So yeah, I'm definitely. kind of if, if, if that's his recruitment, then does kind of seem like a positive move. Yeah, McLean has been an unsung hero. I think. Um, but we'll get into player performances. I think one of the things I wanted to mention was back in our very first podcast, I didn't quite expect it to come out, not as true as this, but I think I'd said, I think he's someone that can get the team rallied up for matches and he's going to turn it around for us. Now, I didn't expect him to end up, when I say get, turning it around for us, become effectively near enough the head coach, to be fair. At that point, he was Malky's man, I guess. I, um, but hey... Fingers crossed these guys going to turn it around for us still. Yeah. So I think if we go into the match reviews, we had three big matches and probably more so the two kind of Scottish derby matches. So the first one, the first match was a bring a buddy night against Coventry Blaze and it was on a Thursday night. The final score finished uh, 5-3 loss. Um, so we brought some of our best pals with us. And what, what I find interesting about hockey is we're sitting watching it kind of like, oh, we're getting beat again. Whereas people that have never seen it are going, that was amazing despite it's getting beat. Like they're walking out going, that was amazing. And what I'm thinking about is the arena was half empty. It was getting shown on TV. The atmosphere was probably not the best we've ever had. Be fair, from what I can remember, I think that Section N put in a put in a good effort from that. They were like cheating all night long, you know, when they're not always things to be singing about. So... Mm. Yeah, no, not having to go to them. I think Section N's making a resurrection at the moment, so fingers crossed <laughs> well, for that. Section N. Um, but one of the... So the match, we put in a spirited performance, but you could just tell we are dead in our legs for whatever reason. So we just didn't quite get the result we wanted. But I thought I'd just talk about um, some of the funny things that happened or the more entertaining things. So obviously when you go to a match with people that are new to the hockey, you're kind of hoping for a fight and Dyson delivered. So we got a fight. So that was good. And what I love about when you see Dyson for a fight, you know he's, he's got a target man and we'll come on to it in another match, but it's like, he's almost, I would, I'd be crapping myself if I had someone skating that's basically saying, I'm going to get you. <laughs> and then the funniest part from the crowd, like I say, maybe wasn't the most, uh, the biggest atmosphere we had there. I think the telly didn't help. I think there's a lot of folks that just went, you know what, I'll just watch it and, it was on proper telly, not the clan stream. It was on Fireplay. Like, yeah, Fireplay. And I think people, even people had season tickets, went, Do you know what? I'm just not travelling, I'm just going to watch it in the house. But there was, if you know where the away section is, at one corner, at the kind of corner next to it, is the home, is home fans, and there's some guys there that we've not seen before, and uh, they were, to give them a character to help you paint a picture, they were male and baldy. And they were quite funny in terms of they were trying to noise up the the Coventry fans by just like, you know, say they scored a goal, they'd be just standing up, doing big thumbs down very dramatically and stuff like that. And I think the Coventry fans did well for a good period and a half to ignore it. 
and then I think it got to a point where I think they, they really went for the booze and then at the other end Coventry fans to be fair to, comp, to give it was really funny I thought is they're they're going like this like putting their hands through their hair like as if to mock the baldiness <laughs> it was just quite funny patter to be honest with you so at the end of the match our pals really loved it and that was that was the main thing so in my head I'm going imagine what it would be like if they came to a match where it was a rivalry sellout has like you know some drums going and that kind of stuff it'll be incredible because that'll be in a next level so I'm, if they enjoyed that they'll enjoy it even more yeah and well th- you'd mentioned that we've kind of taken advantage of the bring a buddy nights have they had three bigger buddy nights so far uh, and everyone we've taken has really enjoyed it whilst we've been sitting like moping about so it's just <laughs> I, 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 do, I don't quite understand why for for that uh, night the other night like obviously I'd bang a buddy but I do think they should have like probably reduced the prices for your regular Joe Schmo off the street as well you know for not a season ticket holder banging a pal so if they just reduced the tickets to like £10 or whatever just to get bums on seats probably would have looked better in the telly and then you probably would have got more people that aren't kind of passive fans like, that are passive fans I guess I think one of the other things you could do that would be a bit more beneficial for Bring a Buddy is just make it Bring a Buddy with no fuss. It's be sitting in silver section, so you've got to pay an extra three quid a ticket. It just, you know, for three quid a ticket, is it worth the hassle of doing that? You know, just make it free, just mm-hmm. so you just go and get the ticket rather yeah. than it being, you know, an extra six quid plus booking fee, you know, let's call it a tenner. You know what I mean? Just Let's just make it free. So the next game... Uh, was Fife the way game in Fife which I think you originally were wanting to go to but from what I can remember it was like blown a gate outside yeah I've got this habit of saying let's just go to the rematch with like three hours notice and we never end up doing it it's kind of like the stream I always say I'm not going to buy the stream then we end up buying the stream mm-hmm. I don't know what it is we're hooked I don't, maybe this is we've got an addiction to the hockey speaking of the stream so originally um, Fife weren't doing a stream I think it was so they could just get more bums on seats because it was a derby match. And then, when were you working or something like that? I don't know. I think I texted you at half four saying, oh, newsflash, they are doing a stream now. Do you want to buy it? So lo and behold, as you said, we always say we, weren't, we won't buy the stream, but we thought this is a big game. This is a must win. Let's just buy it. Yeah, so we bought the stream, but we'd also agreed to go to my parents' house for dinner. So I kind of commandeered there massive telly to be fair it's like it's it's like a cinema compared to the one we've got we went there and I kind of commandeered without really saying to them eh, we're going to watch the hockey and to be fair it was one of those ones where again some people that maybe aren't quite into hockey that was that was the match to put on it was we're not going to pretend it was maybe the most skilled hockey but it was the most entertaining I thought um, it, was, it was pretty much goal to go what was a you know we were always behind getting a goal back and like had the dramatic finish of us scoring what Gary Hayden scoring in the last 30 seconds. Yes. It, incredible. And like you had Dyson Stevenson nudging Reese Cochran over the <laughs> the boards at the side. So he's, he's like, you could see his legs go flying yeah. over into the, the stand because there's no plexiglass kind of at the middle bit of the arena I think there's also a bit where like a clan a clan player almost close close lined one of our own players in the bench it was just a very entertaining match so it finished in regulation minutes a draw which then went into overtime and let's be honest our overtime performances we haven't really won that many of them so we were a bit like oh here we go managed to see that out into 
penalties and then the penalties again maybe not being a strong suit but in this case to be fair the goalkeepers made is more saves than scoring so we managed to get a winner if memory says I think it was maybe a Shabbat winner but we managed to kind of get an overtime win so a great two points on the board ideally we obviously would have liked to have got the two points clean so that they so that Fife didn't get any points but it was an absolute um, cracking game to watch really really enjoyed it I think that's kind of the one that if you could show people a game of hockey that was that was entertaining and you could hear it. and what I was thinking is I thought the ticket sales for the match wouldn't have been that big but they actually had a fairly busy arena actually so yeah, I think they said it was the biggest attendance that they had they'd had all season which was quite surprising but uh, yeah and also just off topic but the I really like the commentator for Fife I think her name's Laura yeah I, I think she's great she kind of she's not I don't think she's too biased when she's kind of calling things as well she's always quite kind of generous when she sees like a good play from the you know the opposing team she'll shout it out so yeah I really like her commentary as well so it was it was entertaining to watch yeah, I thought. Yeah, I would say they're they're probably one of the highlights in terms of when you buy a stream. A commentary's quite funny. Even some of the shoutouts, where so, I think someone said something along the lines of "Hope the clan win," and she went, "No, happy birthday!" But I'm not going to kind of, <laughs> I'm not going to give you that. So to be fair to them, you know, there's a big rivalry between us and Fife, but to fair the stream actually is the commentary is pretty decent. From what I can remember from that game as well, I, I can't remember who got clan man of the match. I'm guessing Gary Hayden. Probably. But I think um, Massey played really well and just generally over kind of the last couple of games he's been like putting in a great performance. I think I've probably been a bit of a a Massey basher um, (laughs) earlier on on the season. He could be quite up and down when he was good, he was good and when, when he was bad, he was bad. But he seems like he's coming into form a little bit. Yeah, no, I would 100% agree. Massey has really impressed me. I, I probably fell into the same camp of probably not not seen it sometimes, but definitely over the past few games, especially considering the amount of minutes they're putting in the board, I have found it fairly impressive. Um, I think, like I say, McLean's also been a bit of an unsung hero, seems to just get his head down and go on with that. But we'll come on to the, the next match where I think McLean absolutely lost the plot with the referees. Remember some of the calls where he got, was it two minutes for something or whatever? And he was just... Oh, interference. Interference, yeah. Nonsense. Um, something like that. So anyway, we'll, we'll jump on to... The, the final match we'll cover off, which was the Dundee home match. So this again formed part of the big weekend. We are going, we're competing for eighth place, and more than likely the three teams competing for that place are Dundee and Fife. So it was a massive match, probably a must-win because Dundee are sitting higher up the table. They'd they've got two games in hand. If we if we didn't get this, I think it would make us five points behind with two games in hand, which kind of almost puts catching up with them not out of touch, but definitely makes it a challenge. And we managed to put out a solid performance. Like we got to what the end of the second period, three 0 up, and if memory serves me, yeah, I know. Because at one point I thought, oh, we're gonna get a shutout, and then we didn't. But but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not get too carried away. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, they were playing really well. It was probably one of the best games I think we've seen all season. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, we played some good stuff. The the guys that were I think Dyson said in his interview the guys that are meant to be scoring goals are scoring goals and the guys that are meant to be putting up points are putting up points. Yeah, I, I think I can't remember. I think it was maybe Clan from the stands. There was another podcast I was listening to and they were talking about kind of the the minutes the guys have been doing and kind of how they're maybe kind of like we said coming into form a little bit now and I think probably doing those minutes it's obviously going to improve your stamina and fitness. So as much as it's been not so good in terms of your more kind of 
proven, uh, proven likely to make mistakes and get injured whilst you're doing so many minutes, it probably has in a weird way helped us a little bit. Um, just in terms of, yeah, like I said, coming into form. So, but yeah, McParland scored two goals, which I believe is called a, a brace. I, I didn't know that. I googled it. <laughs> and then Shabot, County and McLean. So yeah, it was it was good to see as well. You know, it's not just the same poor wee Gary Hayden having to score for us. <laughs> we're getting we're getting some uh, goals from like a, a couple of our lines as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, McLean's goal. I think he it was a empty net goal, and I didn't even realise the goalie got pulled at that point. And then he just did this beautiful shot that got got, got the got the goal, which I think kind of clinched it. Because there was a point where in the match, I think it was four two, and they had got a goal that went for video review, but the players seemed quite confident it went through like the side netting or something like yeah. that. And I'm not going to lie to you, I think if that had went in a goal, I think even Dyson said in his interview, that could have maybe changed the game a wee bit because we would have been playing with about maybe seven minutes with um, only one goal of a cushion. And that would have been an absolute gutter to have played so well for so long to then have lost it. But thankfully, goal disallowed. So that was that. So we managed to get the win. But during the match, there was a couple of funny things. We had, I think Dyson, did Dyson get into a fight at the end of I made that up? I think I might have made that up. Somebody had the, there was there was a wee bit of fisticuffs at the end. I think Dundee they're a bit a bit scrappy anyway, aren't they? So yeah, they were squaring up to somebody. But I think what you were going to talk about was, is uh, it Nasland? I don't know if that's how you say his name. Was uh, kind of squaring up uh, to Dyson and kind of Dyson was giving it like one then, <laughs> and he just kind of he bottled it essentially. So um, the fuller section then started that Dyson's gonna get you, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I, I think um, that was one of the funniest chants I think I've heard in the arena. It was just brilliant. And then at the end, when like. I think that's like the first time in for, for, it feels like forever we've seen them do like the kind of victory circle. Yeah. But as the players were coming off the bench who were like on the bench coming on to kind of like celebrate, there was this weird moment where I was filming going, like, I better film this because this is the first time we've seen uh, seen a victory in a while. And was it Dyson, eh, not Dyson, Ty Taylor is walking on the ice and then I don't know if he's, he's in line with like one of the linesmen and the linesman just pushes him. And it's like almost like a comical fall he does to fall over. It's like, it was so dramatic. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm assuming the linesman thought, like like we said, it was getting a wee bit scrappy. Dundee, they're a bit scrappy. So I'm assuming the linesman thought that Tyler, eh, Tyler, Ty Taylor was coming on to, you know, cause it. <laughs> The poor boy's just coming on to give us all a wee clap and then he just gets shoved. And like you said, he did like a comical, like, you oh. know, we see the cartoons when they slip a nice, whoa, yeah. <laughs> legs flailing the, in the air. The, I think someone on Twitter's got like a, a freeze frame of it. It's like, com- it's, it's comical. It's really, really funny. Poor guy. The poor guy. But um, yeah, so we managed to get to see, the, see them kind of do the victory celebration and I was just, it was good. It's a good four points. It's a good solid four point weekend. I think we really enjoyed it and hopefully more to come. So I think speaking of that, just going to some of the upcoming matches, we have got a tough fixture list coming up. The first one, maybe not so much or in the grand scheme of things, we've got Nottingham Panthers at home. Now, 
Northern parts of it have strengthened a wee bit. They've not ditched the is it Dubot or Dubot in goals, but they've replaced them with um, the outgoing Belfast Giants goalkeeper. So already probably one of the perks of playing them was maybe a sugarly goalkeeper has now been kind of taken away from us. But when you look at the league table, they're maybe the ones where you know we could we have more of a chance of getting some points, and it's a home match, so. Fingers crossed we can do something because we've played really well. Where I'd say if we get these two guys with their visas or whatever it is, um, hopefully maybe actually stand a chance of getting some points. And as I say, I think Neil Black and Dyson have set the target of being, was it an average of a point a game? Point a game, yeah. I think we must be relatively kind of close to that, that, at least from the start of 2023. So we've got that match. So that that's hopefully one we can get something. Then we've got Steelers away, Cardiff home, Steelers home, I think. or. Mm-hmm. No, Guildford home, sorry. So those are pretty tough fixtures. Hopefully we can get something from it. I'd like to think now we're playing at a level where we could maybe get maybe a, like an, a point, maybe potentially, if we can just hold strong in some yeah. of them. But yeah, outside of Nottingham, I think we've got a few tough matches coming up. But overall, been a very positive weekend. We are absolutely buzzing. But yeah, I didn't think I'd be in a position where I've seen Simon win more matches than I've seen the clan win matches. <laughs> But yeah, no, we've had a great time. It's been really good. Yeah, uh, long may the winning streak continue. Yeah, we're going to win the league. <laughs> Over and out. Bye. Over and out. Bye.